Welcome to the Prime People Podcast, where we cover all things that got us to where we are today, our team building strategies, the marketing and sales tips that we've learned through thousands of transactions, productivity tips, ways to really just hold yourself accountable to accomplishing what you want to accomplish, and all things content creation, personal development, and not to mention we have some of the best guests on the planet. The amount of people that I know recently that have had Instagram accounts hacked rental scams where people will use like our listings and post them online and say hey if you want to rent this from us contact us this email thankfully we've been in a position that we have really good contacts and people around us that have helped us with those type of things but jonathan the reason you're here today is you definitely have a brain when it comes to it and tech i wanted to break down a couple massive issues that we're seeing in technology these days and speak to a very broad audience whether it's a you know, nine-year-old grandma who's at home who's listening and worried about getting her email hacked or somebody that's looking to outfit an office, protect their technology and everything else. I think a good place to start the conversation would be, you know, what's your background and and how did you find yourself in the space that you're in right now? Right, yeah, so I went to school for IT information systems and then uh, I've been doing IT for uh, mainly uh, automotive dealerships, but anywhere from law firms to uh, uh, small businesses, medium-sized businesses. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a scary world out there now these days. And, and everyone from your aunt, uncle, uh, you know, uh, grandmother, uh, family, friends, it's, you know, it's become, hacking is becoming a real issue. And people are getting scammed and they're losing thousands of dollars. It, it's a constant battle. So yeah. that's basically what I'm doing. And I've uh, got a company now, it's called Owl360 IT. Okay. And we do <coughs> outsourced IT for small businesses, but we're not afraid to help anybody out there. Yeah, so let's dive into that a little bit deeper, right? Is people are, first off, scared of getting hacked. Yes. Passwords, you know, finger scans, all those things, face IDs. Where should they start thinking about you know security mm-hmm. when it comes to their devices? Because their bank accounts, everything's all linked together these days, yes. right? Yeah, it's very it's crucial to um, change your perspective and not use dictionary words and and basically have a unique password for every single website you're logging into. Um, you know, there's a funny saying we always say, you know, passwords are like underwear. You want to change them regularly, and you don't want to share them. And uh, you know, I've seen a number of people been in a scramble whether they're QuickBooks at Sure. that their business was hacked or their email was hacked, fake invoices were being sent out by the hackers to their customers, like some pretty wild, scary stuff, or even you know, a, a relative, their email being hacked and sending an email to all their friends with the inbox rules you know, so that they don't see the responses and saying they need gift, Apple gift cards and their friends going out and spending thousands of dollars you know, buying wow. Apple gift cards and sending to these people overseas. So it's, it's very important to get in that mindset uh, to have a different unique password because if one site is hacked, at least not all of your other sites are gonna be hacked. So if you have the same Gmail or Hotmail password as your Facebook and your online banking, you're into a big uh, dilemma there because the hackers can easily access each of those sites, which really the only way, I guess, in this day and age um, to manage all those different sites or the best practice, would I would recommend a password manager to deal with it and so really you only need to remember one password then. And then uh, what happens is <clears throat> the, the, the most popular ones out there, I guess I should say there, there's one, it's a Canadian one, it's called One Password. Sure. There's another one out there, Bitwarden, and then LastPass is another one that was in the news a lot because they had some incidents last year which really weren't that big of a deal. But uh, at any rate, what happens is those, those um, 
tools allow you to save all your usernames and passwords and then they sync between all your devices. So if you have an Apple device, a PC, uh, an iPhone, Android, or any browser, they add a plugin to allow you to sign into those sites and it actually makes you a lot more productive because yeah. then you're not scrambling and it, it'll, it'll, the nice thing is they'll generate a unique string of characters for yeah. each site to log in. And it does save you a lot of time once you get into the mindset of using it. Um, and then on top of that, uh, a protection for yourself is if one of these sites um, gets hacked, <clears throat> there's always a backup, uh, whether it's your online banking or Gmail, Facebook, Hotmail, yeah. they, they have a, a lot of the sites are now forcing you to do it, but it's called MFA or multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication. So it's very important, if not critical, like on your Gmail, or your Facebook, your online banking to enable those and yeah. force it on and get into the habit of just using it every single time. They say the text message pin is not as good as one of those authenticator apps, but one of those authenticator apps, there's a Google one, there's a Microsoft one, they give you a rolling pin. So it, it'll, you, every time you sign in, you have to open up your phone and look at the rolling pin and then you sign in. But that, that'll really give you a second barrier of defense against these hackers overseas. Yep. And then even having um, uh, a backup uh, email address for a password reset in case you were hacked. You know, to have, make sure that information is relevant because if it's your Gmail, you know, you could have it set to your, your wife or spouse or whoever um, just to provide a second layer of backup. But it, it, I've seen this, these incidents happen from, you know, all over the place. Like it doesn't matter the type of business there. Everyone's under attack. It's crazy. So it's, it is wild. It's I mean, it's coming in text message form yes. now and email, yeah. the amount of emails we get saying, oh, your Facebook ads yes. have been rejected yeah. or you're in violation. We're going to take yeah. down your YouTube channel. Yeah. And I'm like, we run a lot of media on a lot of platforms and like I've almost gotten caught and I'm very tech savvy. Yes. I can only imagine, you know, the average layperson out there who doesn't necessarily want to go super deep into all this stuff. I think you gave a couple great pieces of advice mm -hmm. um, and I have a couple questions. Mm -hmm. The password piece, I think critical, yes. two-factor authentication, absolutely. Yep. I, even with Google, Google actually has this really cool tool and it's a key and it literally has my fingerprint on it. So right. sometimes because my, my Google platform is right. so important to me. I literally need to put a physical key into my computer yes. for it to know that it's me. Sure, there's a couple other ways. It could text you a login code and everything else as well. Mm -hmm. um, LastPass though is what we use as yes. a password manager. And I know I'm gonna leave this episode and like start going in and dialing <laughs> everything in. Yeah. like I'm not as secure maybe as I wanna be. I found that what I'm noticing though is say I send Nico access to something that he yes. needs but the login is using my personal email that yep. requires like a Google login. Does it have the ability to log in on your behalf, even if it's not like a username and password for that specific site? Yes, I think in some scenarios it can, depending on the site. So okay. some may not allow it, but um, there are other ways around it. And, so, and some sites will say, hey, listen, if it's the same IP address at the same office, like it'll just yeah. auto sign in as an example. But LastPass um, will allow you to hide the password, still share the site. But then if there's the two-factor authentication on that site, in some instances, it's better just to set up Nico with his own account rather than sharing your credentials, even through LastPass. Oh, interesting. Um, but uh, I guess of the password managers, I have been using, all, I've used all of them. Um, my favorite still is LastPass, and I guess some people may make comments about LastPass and what, what they were in the media. Just what to was give the a security yeah, they had? To give you a high-level kind of overview of what had happened was basically one of the employees, uh, their computers were hacked. 
they were using a personal computer to do work stuff at home. Okay. The, the personal computer was hacked. The hackers were able to basically download a copy of the LastPass database. It was fully encrypted. Um, they estimated it'd be like 100 years for them to actually decrypt the database or something like crazy like that if you had um, an eight character password, I believe. Sure. But it, the longer your master password password was, the less likely they'll ever be able to crack it. Maybe in our lifetime, eventually with the supercomputers, they could crack it. But um, with that being said, the easiest thing to do if you are using LastPass is to update your master password. Okay. Um, and then um, if there's any critical sites, like let's just say online banking or yep. you know your Gmail, Hotmail, uh, Facebook, some sites that are you know critical to your business or whatever, it would be I ideal to just reset those passwords again, just in case something was decrypted. Mind you, any password manager out there on the market, I suspect they'll all be eventually hacked yeah. some way or form another. Um, you know, everyone says it's not possible, but it, you know, you just can't trust any data out there. So yep. it's best again, just to get in the habit of resetting passwords more frequently. I know it's a pain in the butt, but with that password manager, it makes life easier. And I basically generate a random string for every single site. My so, password so when you say reset your passwords, logically, it's like, I think people get scared that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to sit down yes. and like come up with a right. fresh password. It'll yeah. do it for you. It'll do it for you. Okay. And, and these sites, <clears throat> the nice thing is when you have the browser plug-in on these different sites, it, yep. it actually signs in and auto fills in the username and password. So that's where you get a lot of the time savings, especially sure. if you're jumping between 20 or 30 tabs in Chrome or Firefox, you know, it, <laughs> it'll help you uh, <clears throat> reduce that. And again, like if you're using the same password for all these sites, and then one gets hacked, like, you know, for example, LinkedIn uh, a few years ago was hacked. Their yeah. entire database was leaked, and I believe it included the password. So Jeez. if you had the password in LinkedIn using on your Facebook, that's on the dark web, and yeah. people are going to get in. So it's a scary situation out Jamie there. over there crushes LinkedIn, and he's nice. changing his password. As there you go. Speak, I like really. it. That's yeah, great. Totally yeah, it's a scary situation. It um, is. And it's funny, because I was talking to another entrepreneur this morning who mm -hmm. started small business, exited. We just did a, a business firm up the street. Yeah. And he's starting another one. And we were talking about how when we were starting our businesses, we just did everything. We, yeah. we literally went the tomatoes, made yeah. the sauce, built yeah. the business, yep. you know, swept the floors and everything. And a lot of times we wish we had done things differently from mm -hmm. like an infrastructure perspective. Yes. Prime is definitely an example of that where as we jumped office to office, the team grew and we're going into another iteration of ourselves next year. If you had a company like mine from the outset, what yeah. are like the three key things you would advise me to really figure out first if I was setting up a brand new office? Um, well, I guess to start off, you know, to make sure the connectivity, obviously you wanna have the proper connectivity. So you wanna have decent, um, you know, internet connection, obviously, depending where you are in the city, if you don't have yeah. great cell signal, you wanna have a good, uh, you know, Wi-Fi access point so your employees are staying connected and not having frustration there on the network side of things. Um, a lot of small businesses will sign up to use Office 365 or the Google um, business um, So like email. a suite of services, Exactly, right? so uh, those services, they should also be backed up. So we offer um, SaaS-based uh, cloud backup with infinite re retention. So it, it just prevents, it's another third-party copy of all your email that's usually most businesses, like 80% of your, your, your um, information is flowing through your email, right? Yeah. So uh, having another backup in case you have a disgruntled employee or you know 
you've got a hacking incident, it's, you're gonna have another copy of that data in the cloud to be able to restore it with infinite retention. I believe Microsoft keeps like a 90 day uh, retention uh, after things are deleted. So by default, you'd, you'd wanna have that, uh, just in case, you never know, if something from five years ago or litigation, whatever happens to pop up is important. So it's a very cost effective uh, tool to implement and it's all cloud-based in another data center in case Microsoft's wiped out you know, from a hurricane or whatever sure. it is, right? Or, you know, earthquakes. So I'd, I'd highly recommend that. And then um, the third one is there's a lot of legacy um, phone system uh, setups out there with Bell, Rogers. And so there's some super fast and easy ways, cost-effective ways to get away from that and then uh, go fully IP-based. Uh, a lot of people, are the businesses, they're not even having a phone on their desk now and sure. it's just all a SIP soft phone on your iPhone or Android. So. That, that's another cost-effective way to save some money from a traditional system from Bell or Rogers. So we, we offer different open source solutions and super cost-effective IP phone systems out there as well. Well, if you build the, especially with, you know, there was the work from home, now mm -hmm. hybrid, we're definitely mm -hmm. seeing a return to office. Yes. I was talking to some commercial brokers yesterday about yep. this, and they're seeing it across the board, like yep. a, a 30, 40% uptick in yep. terms of, uh, you know, teams wanting to work collaboratively, right. BMO, BDO I spoke to as well, um, and they're very much trying to adapt to this new workplace environment and what you just described, as yeah. I see phones in the background that we don't right. necessarily use all the time, all of the suite of services need to be mobile because people right. are going to be working exactly. in a hybrid work environment. Um, you know, I think the infrastructure is important. You mentioned backups, I don't want to gloss over that. Yeah. I was always told three, yeah. Like you end up having one on your computer, one right. solid state maybe at the office, yes. and then one in the cloud. Yep. What do you do though when like on the media side, yeah. we just talked, we have 16 terabytes of footage. Yeah. Like how do you back that up on the cloud? Yeah, that's a, that's a different story, I guess. When you've got 16 terabytes, the, uh, the cloud costs can increase drastically quickly. Yeah. Like back in the day when we right. had internet costs. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So now one way to handle that is you could have um, a NAS here, for example, and then another NAS that's mirroring itself okay. at a different location if you're concerned about you know, the, sure. the, pl the place burning down to the ground. We're not shooting Avatar, so I'm not too yeah. worried about <laughs> there that you go. quite, quite right. yet. But yeah. yeah, it's coming, I guess. But the other uh, issue that, that uh, you know, people fall scam to uh, ransomware, where they click a link or they fill out oh. something and then their computer gets locked, it gets fully encrypted. Um, and then you have to either give these people money for them to unlock it. You're not sure if they're going to. Um, it happens to even large companies and servers that their whole business is, is wiped out basically because Man, of these. How do you avoid that? Because like I got one last night and like they're, mm -hmm. they know they're messaging a real estate yes. agent, right? Hey, I want to sell my house. Can you just click this link? Yeah. Like we get those messages yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. Like, and if you click it, it'll lock trouble. your phone? Well, usually there's more to the story. Like you have to run yeah. an application or like I've seen even heard stories where um, they start talking to you on the phone. They say, okay, we're gonna do a remote session. It's an elderly person. And then they get a remote session onto the computer. They run oh, an executable, okay. click this and run the file and then boom, it's locked, right? And you're mm -hmm. done. So in that scenario, you know, if you've got files that aren't already stored and backed up in the cloud, I would recommend a bare metal cloud backup, which is, you know, it's an agent running on the system that constantly is backing up your PC or Mac to sure. the cloud. And then, you know, it's a relatively cheap um, uh, investment. And what happens is, you know, if your PC is melt the drive dies or the, you're hacked or with ransomware, you can restore to a, like an hour pr prior to that happening. And you're up and running in hours instead of scrambling for days. And 
our solution even allows you to do a virtual um, uh, setup of that PC to make sure the backup is good and working and even get you online quicker if there is an incident. So, so if somebody jacked my computer, my instant response, like, cause I back up myself right. is I would just do, I'd format it immediately. Yeah, exactly. And that would actually stop them from being, but if, yes. but if I had file stored on my computer, I'm euchred. Right. Yeah. You want to dis it, right? disconnect from the internet as quick as possible. If you yeah. do get ransomware, disconnect from the internet because they're most likely copying stuff, any yeah. private or confidential information off your PC. Looking for more doors yeah, and pathways. Exactly. World, like right? some, you know, a lot of people will put like a text file on their desktop with their, all their passwords or their bank information or silly things that's not encrypted. And so again, going back to the password manager to ensure that you're, yeah. you're on, you're safe. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a scary thing and it can happen so quick. And when it does, you're really dead in the water. So, a cheap investment to have, you know, spend 15 bucks a month on a cloud backup for your PC, whether you're a single realtor or just at home, to backing up to the cloud will protect you. Makes right. a ton of sense. Now, mm -hmm. cell phones, I mean, cell phones and iPads separate yep. from laptops, yep. are they as susceptible to things like this? I haven't seen it as bad, especially the okay. Apple products. I don't, I think the, you know, Apple does a fairly good job of keeping the app store locked down. And as long as you're not doing funny things or downloading crazy apps, you know, yep. if you're downloading mainstream apps, I think we're pretty well safe and you're keeping your devices up to date with it current. But like you're talking jailbreaking your phone, yeah, which is a little bit complicated right. of a term and installing. Yeah, it would yeah. stay away from that. Okay. Personally, um, you know, as long as you have the latest iOS version, you're downloading just apps from the App Store, I think you're in the clear. As yeah. of right now, you know, Apple's doing a very good job keeping it locked down. That being said, you know, look, uh, OS X, the, your, your Apple desktop or laptop, you can still add a third-party antivirus software on there. Not a, many people are. Apple maybe traditionally hasn't had as many security incidents, say, as Microsoft has. Sure. Um, but keeping your, your devices up to date to the latest version will help and prevent vulnerabilities. And we offer a remote management and monitoring services that'll keep, you know, manage that and make sure you're backed up and secure and safe uh, to prevent a lot of these incidents. So, so we talked about, you know, having stable systems at the office, mm -hmm. obviously physical location, Wi-Fi, great phone systems. Yep making sure you have virus protection. Is there anything else from an operational standpoint? Like when you start growing a team, right. you know, one thing we're looking at on the back end is all of our folder structure. Like, because there's so much in there, two of our direct mm -hmm. reports are going through this in Q4 yep. and completely like rebuilding the folder structure so people have the right shared access. Right. Like, how do you implement that properly when you're growing a team? Yeah, so I guess the key thing again, we go back to the backup, SaaS backup, third-party backup, uh, just to ensure that someone doesn't accidentally delete something. That's sure. the key. Or, you know, move it to the one place. At least you can go back an hour later and restore those files simply, you know. And having that in a third-party different data center, again, or, or location, gives you that peace of mind. You could sleep at night just having that uh, off-site yeah. from the, whether it's Google or Microsoft, right? So I, I would highly recommend that. And then the last piece is um, a lot of businesses now are, are being forced even by their banking or their... Um, payment uh, terminals to have vulnerability scanning done. And it just basically is scanning your internal network from the inside and the outside to make sure that there aren't devices lingering out there that can be easily hacked. Hmm. And so it's another you know, cheap uh, method to secure yourself. But I know, um, I guess, last other point I would say is the MFA. I mean, that in the US and some businesses now is being forced by the FCC. So. Having that MFA forcing your employees to do it, like not even allowing them to sign in unless it's turned on, 
is is the way that the world's going now because so many people are falling victim to these hacking incidents, which is is unfortunate, but that's the way it's going. Yeah, cause, well, I think your typically your email or your access mm-hmm. point is your access point to the entire system. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to be cognizant of. Is you're you're basically building an entire ecosystem. Right. Some is digital, some is in person. Right, um, but I think the physical presence of a physical office and how it works is going into the digital realm. I'd love to hear your opinion on when I mentioned hybrid, Mm -hmm. if you have teams that are working from like a global perspective, what are some great tools or things that they can use to collaborate now that, you know, the world is is digital? Um, You know, it's funny you say that. I know Zoom, you know, whether it's Zoom or Teams or there's different uh, file workspace solutions out there, but all these products now are just getting better and better by the week. So Mm -hmm. it makes working remotely a lot easier. Um, You know, but like I said, Zoom, it's funny, I guess they're trying to get people to come back back to the the office, office, right? And so it's uh, it's interesting. Um, It's it's a matter of what people are comfortable with too, right? You know, some some businesses, the employees are great on Teams and, and Slack and all these different chat resources and be able to get on there. But sometimes it's just, a face-to-face meeting is still yeah. nothing better than it, right? Yeah, I think you'll get a lot more done. I was with the designer last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, Dan Phillips. If it, this episode dropped, go watch the replay. If it didn't, yeah. keep an eye out for it. It was a great chat, and he does a lot of work for Kellogg's, right? Oh, yeah. And he was talking about, like, he's literally five minutes down the street from them. Right. And they want to sit down and talk about branding and what's the plan. Right. He's like, let's jump on a an office call. And he's yeah. like, I'll just drive down and yeah. see you guys. Because if we're sitting face-to-face, I think right. it'll make a difference. Personally, right. I feel the same way. I've never wanted to be somebody that's like, well, just punch a clock just to punch a clock. Yeah. But when we get together to collaborate right. like with intent, right. it really does make a difference. Now, somebody in your space, do you see that like in in the organizations that you go into and work with? Um, I, I'm seeing, I mean, a lot of the businesses we're going to, they're still going to the offices. Yeah. Uh, a lot did go remote. And again, having these, these IP systems, whether it's a phone system or a, making sure that Office 365 or the Google Suite and they have all the chat resources and the, the different file sharing methods available has made it a lot easier for them. But uh, there's still a lot of businesses out there that again, they just, whether it's a car dealership or you know, a restaurant or whatever, there's, it's never going to that, me- that model, right? Yeah. It's, it's usually the, the law firms or the accountants or the, um, the different service providers out there that are able to do the work from home still, but sure. it, it's it's a big uh, diversity and and you know we have the tools to support people whether they're at home or in the office and it's it's very simple and straightforward. One other funny story I should tell you, or I guess situation I just remembered about the the MFA is there's a new um, kind of MFA uh, they call it MFA fatigue. Okay. So multi-factor. Oh my gosh, I know. Fatigue. So I know there's, that a, there's a scary situation where. They get your password, and then all of a sudden you think it's maybe your phone, and it keeps popping up on your phone using this would be in this scenario is the Microsoft Authenticator. Okay, it's a relatively new within the last say six but months. But they've replicated it. Well, no. What they do is they'll they have your password, so they keep prompting for the authentication. So it pops up on your phone. Do you want to allow this p- person into your no. email? Right. So after it happens, you hit you get the pop up fifty times that day, and on the third one it says, "Do you want to allow this guy from you know." California, meanwhile, you're still in Canada, or do you want to allow this person from Africa? By accident, you just hit allow, and then it's game over, and they're uh, into your, they just, your email. It's a numbers game. It's, it's a, a numbers game. You button. just you hit the wrong button, or and it's popping up on your phone. So in that scenario where they made it a little bit simpler for people to sign into their device by just hitting allow or disallow, 
it's almost better just to force the users to type in the six digit code, yeah. the rolling code, because then you can't hand that over to the people with the fatigue issues. So mm -hmm. it just keeps popping up in your phone. You're just like driving down the road, you're getting fed up and you just hit allow just so it stops showing up, right? Yeah. So peep, that's what it is. It, it's a, um, it's kind of a new attack, I guess. So well, and I saw another solution actually yesterday. I was on LastPass mm -hmm. and I was, I was working with Nico. Yeah. And there's a, what's the word that they used for it? It was a passwordless option mm -hmm. where it actually would link to my Apple Watch right. or my Face ID or my Touch right. ID where all of a sudden now it's biometrics that are actually right. allowing me to access it, which might be a better solution. It, it probably is, right? yeah, in the long run. Yeah. Absolutely. What are businesses that maybe don't know they need IT that probably need IT? Oh, anywhere from, uh, you know, like a law firm to uh, potentially restaurants to, um, you know, it could be just the contractor that's doing concrete finishing. You know, there's there's all sorts of different businesses that, you know, they can uh, prevent themselves from being hacked, whether it's their own QuickBooks or their email or... You know, I was going to say of, the concrete yeah. guy, yeah. educate me on yeah. what he needs. I, let's just say he's got an accountant at home and or, you know, a remote accountant and they're, they're, sure. they're issuing out invoices. They're doing it from their, you know, Execulink or, or Kojiko yeah. email and they don't have multi-factor turned on on the email and they don't have it on QuickBooks. They're using the same password for all these services. They're very vulnerable. Uh, they're out in the country, wherever it is. You know, there's, there's those kind of scenarios where they almost need a quick uh, checkup or a health check or a security checkup just to make sure, hey, this isn't gonna happen to me. Let's just make sure that they get multi-factor turned on on all these products just so that they're secure. Also, they're online banking. So a lot of everyone going, going to online banking, it, it's almost time that the bank just forces these people to use the double factor, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully that does come around too. I, I, I remember so. a day where nobody's going to go to the digital. Yeah. Everybody's going to go to the actual bank to get yes, their checks and exactly. do their banking. And it's, uh, yeah, now they're changing their place in the retail landscape. But right. no, I appreciate your time. I think yes, it was very insightful. You. If you guys are small business owners, if you own a big business, mm -hmm. I just really wanted you to think about IT from a high level perspective. It gave me some things to chew on in terms of operationally yes. what we're doing here. And uh, as things progress, if you have any tips, send them through and we'll send them to our database. Yep. If you're watching the Prime People podcast, make sure to subscribe, share this with somebody that you think may need it or has a small business. If you have any future guests that you think would love to be on the episode, let us know. Make sure to go find John. All his links will be in the show notes below so that you, you can connect with him if you have any IT questions. But appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.